Welcome to Frankly Speaking. With Mayor B. I'm Frank Pezzanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us as we delve deeper into our series, The Hills Have Size, where we revisit the seminal MTV show, The Hills. Today we'll be discussing Season 3, Episode 23, Just Be Careful, Ellipsis. Yep. <laughs> Just be careful of more fake drama. Yeah, this episode was kind of a dud, you guys. Um, so we begin mm-hmm. at Lulu's Cafe. Yep. Whitney and Lauren are having probably breakfast. Of course. Yeah. Um, and for some reason, at the beginning of the conversation is about Spencer and Stephanie and their argument because Lauren's retelling it like it was her story. Uh huh. And says Spencer made Stephanie cry and called her Brody. And Whitney just can't believe that. That's so sad. That's so ridiculous. But then Lauren cuts herself off and says, actually, I want to hear about your job. How's your job going? (laughs) Finally, Lauren's not selfish for a minute and asks her friend a question. And Whitney tells her about how she went to New York and it was very different and very fast paced. And she worked the Sass and Bide show and got to call the models. And... Um, Whitney says it's really fun and she really likes it. And Lauren says, that sounds like my ideal job. And then several times in this episode, this is the first time the, the scene ends with like a sad puppy face of Lauren. Well, before her sad puppy face, Whitney says like, oh, I know it totally is. I thought of you the entire time. Yeah. But Lauren's not a fashion show producer. That's not what she's doing now. Well, I mean, she was It's still... better than sitting in a closet at Teen Vogue. Yeah, and she sure. was still in school, and I don't think she necessarily knew that she was going to be the world-renowned Kohl's designer that she is today. <laughs> um, so, maybe she thought she wanted to produce fashion shows. You never know. That's true. There you go. But, Lauren, she makes sad face a couple times in this episode, and this is the first time. This, oh, there's like totally. This long pause in the camera of just Lauren looking pensive. Because I think, too, like, if you are in fashion school and you do want to be involved in fashion, it's much more exciting to be, A, either working for a fashion house, working fashion week, producing fashion shows, than sitting in the Teen Vogue closet. I think a lot of things in fashion are better than sitting in the Teen Vogue closet. Yeah, I mean, that part is true, but I think it's interesting because... And it becomes more evident as the episode goes on that Lauren is just determined to ride Whitney's coattails. She's not taking the initiative to do these other things with her career that apparently are her ideals. She's waiting until Whitney does them and then she just follows. Yep. So that's, I think, what annoyed me more about it. Well, if it's your ideal job, why didn't you go for it? You don't have to stay at Teen Vogue. No one's making you. Well, but... Let's play devil's advocate here. Doesn't she actually have to stay at Team Vogue? Because it's a fucking internship with school. I don't know. I mean, she's an intern. You can't just be like, peace out. Like, it's for credit. Like, the school probably set it up. You could probably change internships. It would just require paperwork and red tape. Well, yes, you could definitely change internships. But, like, I don't... If, if you have an internship through school, I feel like you ride that out until you're done with school, and then you worry about getting a job. I would agree with you, except for the end of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> So, anyway, then we go to People's Revolution, and Kelly Catrone, ugh, she's killing it. She really is. She's got her staff lined up, well, not lined up, they're sitting in a circle at the reception area, whatever that area is, and she's letting them all know how it's going to go down for LA Fashion Week. And she was like, this 9 to 5 LA thing, that's not happening. Plan to be here until 2 every day. 
She said 11. Oh, 11. Yeah. Sorry. Whatever. She said two in New York. Or three. Yes. In New York, she said three. Because okay. that's, remember, that's when Sass and Bide was going on yes. at midnight. That's right. But yeah, she said, plan on being here until 11. Sorry. I didn't write it down. And then <coughs> she tells people kind of how to dress and what she doesn't want to see. She says, no boobs, no piercings. If you have tattoos, I don't want to see them. Yep. All black. <laughs> that's like the best employee handbook under wardrobe I've ever heard. Boobs, piercings, tattoos. If you have them, I don't want to see them. <laughs> so then she starts asking one of her staff members, Jessica, who was the woman sitting up front a few episodes ago. Head of PR. Head of PR, apparently. If she's done any celebrity outreach yet for the Robin Anton show? Well, no. She said, have you done any celebrity outreach for the upcoming shows? Okay. And then Jessica, I, I'm surprised, is still alive. Because yeah. she literally was like, what do you mean? What? what? What's, pr- like, what's press? Yeah, like she literally just, I mean, she couldn't even cover good. No. And um, so then Kelly starts to freak out on her. Well, actually, she doesn't freak out. She just gets quiet and makes a face. Like she's yeah. going to reach across the room and rip her head off. And in that instance, then Whitney says, well, what about with the Robin Anton show? There you go. Could we reach out to the women that have worked with her? Performed with Performed her. with her. Right. Because Robin Anton is the woman who founded the Pussycat Dolls. Yes. Jonathan it, Anton's sister. Oh, okay. The so stylist. Right. Yep. So then part of the, that actually is a great idea on Whitney's part, but I'm sure someone fed it to her. Yeah. But at this time in 2008, Pussycat Dolls were a really big thing and there were a lot of female celebrities performing there as guest stars or whatever. Yes. And what's interesting is that Kelly asked if Jessica had scheduled any press previews, meaning before the shows, could they come and take photos of the collection ahead of time or just little teasers before Fashion Week starts in LA? And Jessica had no idea what she was talking about. Nope. Not a clue. Mm, I I can't believe she wasn't fired right there. I think something to a similar effect happens at some point. Oh, yes, it does. But like, I can't believe it didn't happen that moment. Yeah. I also just love that Kelly Catrone has fire behind her eyes. And when Whitney says the good idea, she's like, yeah, something like that. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So good. I love her so much. (sighs) So then we're at Teen Vogue for sad face number two. Lauren is sitting in the Teen Vogue closet and just stares at Whitney's empty desk. Yes, I put um, Elsie alone in the closet under a cherry moon. Yeah. How many episodes ago did Whitney leave? Not back, it was in the Back to L.A. episode. Yeah. So. Not that long ago. Okay. But. But, like, the lights aren't on. Like, the I lights know. in the closet are on, but, like, nowhere else in the office. <laughs> they should just put a solo spotlight on Lauren's <laughs> sad face. <clears throat> so then Lauren calls Whitney and asks what she's doing. And Whitney's in the middle of a work day and legitimately looks busy. And. She says, well, I wish you were here. We're doing this, that, and this. And Lauren's just like, oh, okay. Because Whitney says she has to go. Yeah. Wah, wah. And I'm about to sneeze, so you should take it from here. Oh, okay. Well, I'm really curious to know what we are to believe that Lauren is doing in the closet. Like, what is she doing in front of that computer? You hear her log into chat, I think. Yeah. You hear that, like, boop sound. She's not doing anything. And yeah. then she's, like, clicking the mouse. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I would be curious to know, like, what we're supposed to believe she's doing on that computer. And wouldn't they have replaced Whitney? 
You would think so, because she Whitney, was a hired position. Yes, and she got a promotion. Like, so someone should be doing Whitney's job. Yeah. Like, someone should be at that other desk. Right. Or they didn't have other interns they wanted to promote to take Whitney's job? You think? I don't know. You would think. Or Lauren. Well, God, Lauren. Lauren's not going to work. Don't be silly. Obviously not. But I'm saying, like, <laughs> someone. I know. No, I, I agree. A super intern. Although she's, she's been long gone. New York. Yeah, but she also lapped Whitney professionally when she, like, came out of the womb, so yeah, never mind. pretty much. <laughs> so, then we are at the She Pratt lair, and Heidi is there for a change. She is. And they are getting ready to go have a girls' night, and Heidi just keeps saying basically how successful she used to be at going out. Yeah, which <laughs> I... She can't stop patting herself on the back for the fact that she used to go out. And I... This whole... This is confusing for many reasons. One <laughs> is, I feel like she really only went out for about a year. Although I guess when you're that age, if you're going out all the time for a year, it seems like you used to go out constantly and that was your whole life. Yeah. So I'll give her that. But um, didn't Spencer just yell at Stephanie last, or two episodes ago, about how, oh, you're hanging out with Lauren as your best friend at school and you're going out clubbing with Heidi? Yeah. Like, he made it sound like they were already going out to clubs all the time. And I will say that um, Stephanie has taken her hair one step too far. The curly bangs. Yeah. Yeah. She lost me. <laughs> she, she got me back again later, but, like, I was, oh, she went too far. I think sometimes when it's too fresh and it hasn't had a chance to fall down yet. That's not falling. Oh. She, no, she curled it. Like, that's not, like, the other one is just, like, really round brushed with some volume at the root, just so it won't completely be in her eyes. This was, like, curled. Are you sure she doesn't have hair like mine, where even it, like, it just is heavy and kind of falls a little? It, no. Okay. It wouldn't fall. It had too much bend in it. It would not. Like, if it, it would fall flat on the top, but there would still be curl on the bottom. Okay. No. She did that. On purpose. Yeah. I, I, I rest my case from last week. Last week it looked good. This week it was curled. It was One terrible. time it looked good. Another time I don't think so. I liked it both times. Fiddler on the Roof. Yes. Love Fiddler on the Roof. It's because she was wearing like a not very attractive scarf that time too, I think, as a headband. Maybe. It was a little babushka-ish. Yeah. yeah. So then we are still with Heidi <clears throat> and Stephanie as they walk up to Vice. Mm-hmm. And I neither of them have ever been there before. Yeah, and again, Heidi is talking about how she used to go out. She was the queen of going out. I used to go out Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night. Yeah, heard. You were cool for a year. And also, Until you gave it all up. Why wouldn't they go to a Bolt House venue? I don't know. Right? Wouldn't she get hooked up if she went to a Bolt House venue? Yeah, she totally would. I mean, I'm sure MTV's paying anyway, but... Like, you think that they would go to a Bolt House venue. Because she wouldn't run into Audrina at the Bolt House venue? Well, I mean, <laughs> the producers could have easily put Audrina on a call at a Bolt House venue. I don't know. I wonder also... So now we're seeing all these so-called casual run-ins. I wonder how it was actually achieved. Did Audrina know that Heidi was going to walk in? Were these anonymous producer suggestions sort of um, go to Vice tonight? Oh, that's a thousand percent. Did you just did you read Lauren's books? No. Um, whatever candy they're called, like L.A. Candy. L.A. Candy. Okay, well, I read them all, and they are a very they're not fiction. Like they're supposed to be fiction, but she basically just changes everyone's names and writes about being on the hills. Right. That's and what I read, and I was 
I'm such a Hills loyalist. I've seen it all. I kind of felt like I knew what happened, but... The books are good. But, um, so, what the producers <laughs> would do is they would either, yes, say, like, you, you need to go to this club tonight, not telling them who else would be there, or the production team who was, say, working with Audrina would contact Heidi's production team and be like, hey, you need to make her go here because that's where Audrina's gonna be. Okay. So, it, it, it was one or the other of those two. Right. So, the surprise on their faces is genuine. But they knew that probably something would be happening if their producer made them go. Oh, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Because then Heidi runs into Audrina, who's out with Kiara, actually. Uh-huh. Look at Kiara going out and slamming red wine at a bar. That's what I was going to say. Like, <laughs> who drinks red wine at a club? I would fall asleep in five minutes. Well, plus it's probably gross. I mean, they don't have high-end red wine at a club. Maybe nice Hollywood clubs do. I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm officially fighting off a cold now. It happened from <laughs> like five minutes ago until now. Maybe it was just the spicy dinner I had. Sorry. It's bad. Um, I don't know. I, I thought that was very strange. And Audrina just asks for another bottle of vodka. And Kiara makes sure to order another glass of Cabernet. She's very adamant about it. Yeah. And that's when I saw the blonde, curly-haired fro guy uh-huh. over Audrina's shoulder. So he must be a friend of hers and Lauren's, I guess. I think probably more hers. I guess so. Um, so then Heidi is looking at Audrina longingly sort of across this club and says, you know, well, we were friends even before she was friends with Lauren. Heidi's just all about earning her kudos tonight. She used to go out and she used to have friends. Yeah, but what are you doing now? No one cares. So she goes over to Audrina and actually in a classy move, she says, do you mind if I sit down? Which is nice. And Audrina says, no, not at all. And hi, how are you? Well, uh, you're forgetting, though, that this, just show you, this is the most produced thing ever. Did you notice that everyone else was gone? Yeah. Kiara's gone, curly-haired guy, like... Even the people in the background were gone. Yeah. yeah. So, magically, Audrina just is sitting by herself. Yep. And so they have a conversation, and Heidi sort of asks Audrina, where have you been? You know, we were friends. And Audrina, Audrina handles it well and says, I try and stay out of things that aren't my business, and this has not been my business. She's not about to run over and be Heidi's friend. No. Heidi, don't, don't get it twisted. She's not longing for you. And then Heidi goes on to say that, you know, she really needs her girlfriends and that she misses that. And Audrina makes a fantastic point and says, but you need to learn how to have girlfriends and a boyfriend. Genius. It's one of the smartest things Audrina's ever said, I think. Pretty much. Because that's still what Heidi is failing at. Well, Heidi says a lot of weird, strange, dumb stuff in this conversation because she drops the bomb that she and Spencer aren't getting along, which is classic gross move, like, oh, no, I'm not getting along with the boyfriend I ditched all my friends for, so I kind of want my friends back. Then she does a little bit of a my culpa about that, saying yep. that she needs to learn how to balance the two. Yep. But then she flip-flops it and turns it around on Adrena and says, like, I'm here for you. Yeah. If you need, like, if you want to go out or if you ever want to talk, I'm here. I'd like, love Ad- to hang out with you. Like, Adrena's the one having problems or something and that Heidi will be helping. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah, it was I know. so, I'm like, what is wrong with you, Heidi? Yeah. And... <laughs> What is, I forget what she, what Heidi says as she walks away. Oh, I think, I think Heidi just says something as simple as have a good night. And instead of saying you too, Audrina says, sure. 
I only noticed it because they put subtitles on it because the music was loud. Um, Heidi looks great in this scene. She does, yeah. Nice makeup, nice hair, and she's wearing oversized teardrop earrings that are sort of... They're probably gold and pale pink or flesh-toned stones. They look very pretty with her makeup and hair. She She looks good. I thought she looked great throughout the entire episode. She did. I have another note about how good Heidi looks later. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So, oh, I was like, <laughs> my next note is that we're at room, room service, service, yeah, which I forgot was the name of the store. I was like, who ordered room service? Um, so they are shopping for items of decor for Heidi's apartment because her tastes are evolving and without Spencer, it's like a whole new apartment. Yes. They are just feeding that girl bullshit plots. They, she has nothing going on. I did did like that store, though. Me too. But she's spending all of her time with Spencer and then filming a couple hours a week, and they're just making it up as they go. Oh, yeah. Totally. It's so painful. And Stephanie's with her, by the way. (laughs) Her lackey's with her for the day until she flip-flops and goes and hangs out with Lauren. And then Heidi mentions that she has old stuff at Lauren and Audrina's apartment. Yeah. She doesn't want to buy a new mirror because she has an old mirror. If what you're after is a whole new apartment, buy a new fucking mirror. Well, and we will talk later about the stuff that she gets from the apartment. But yeah, it was the mirror part was stupid. Yeah. And so Stephanie says you should go get your stuff back. Why did you even leave three items there in the first place when we you moved out with a full U-Haul? by the way. And when we see the items later, those are not worth returning anywhere for. Well, one, what? The box? No, the picture. Oh. The box of memories might be worth retrieving too, actually. She seemed least excited about that. No, she was embarrassed and didn't want to open it. Um, But what (laughs) I thought was showing a little bit of shades of what Brody was alluding to with Stephanie. Yeah. Was when Stephanie was like, oh, how do you know? I bet Lauren burned your stuff or poured red wine all over it. And I was like, that's not very, like, making the peace or yeah. I'm going to stay out of it or I'm going to be weird. friends with Lauren. Like, that was very, like, I bet Lauren ruined your shit. Well, and part of what Stephanie really likes is that Lauren now likes her better. Yeah. That's it. When the bigger star likes you more, it just, it probably feels good. I'm sure. I wouldn't know, but I believe it. <laughs> So then we are at Equinox. Lauren and Whitney are working out. We haven't been to the gym in a little bit. We haven't. And I don't know if I would call it working out so much as sitting on the floor and talking. Right. Yep. <laughs> but I'll, I'll call it working out for this. Okay. And Whitney's really talking about her position at People's Revolution and what they're working on with Fashion Week. And Lauren says, oh, so it's, it's like what we do at Teen Vogue. And Whitney says, yes, but it's six shows at a time instead of one. Like, it's a lot busier. I have a real job. You don't know what you're talking about. And also, MTV, we fucking get it. Lauren's going to end up working at People's Revolution. Like, we get it. I, you do not need to beat the nail over the head anymore. We get it. I, I realize my impending cold isn't helping me. This episode was such a... Nothing. Yeah. I really don't care, and it's so fake, and I'm getting really pissed. (coughs) It's... 
these are the episodes where when you've seen them before too, there's almost just nothing fun to look at. We're not even noticing fun side shit sometimes. And it's really bad. This one in particular. But, and then Lauren reminisces about the first time she ran into Kelly Catrone. And, when, and gets it wrong. Yeah. And gets it wrong. She says it was the Young Hollywood Party. It wasn't. Uh-uh. That was episode one with Heidi crashing it with Jordan. And Whitney says, well, I wasn't there, but I remember the sobbing phone call. And Whitney says, I've only seen Kelly's fangs once so far and tells the story about how this press, head of press, Jessica, fucked up. Which is fair. And Lauren asks Whitney if she has any friends over there, if there's anyone she's really clicking with. And Whitney says, no, nothing like what I had with you. Plus, it's been like a week. Yeah. Yeah. And she was in New York for the first part of it. Like. And really, you can't work without each other. That relationship that we witnessed was so significant. You can't work without the other one. Apparently not. I don't, I don't get it. And then we're at FITM. And Stephanie and Lauren both missed class last week. Which I have so much to say about that because... (laughs) Go for it. This is an eight-week class. So that means there's only eight classes if it's only once a week? There are eight classes. You would think so. And you, you both missed the same day? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And Stephanie asks, did you do the homework that was due today? And Lauren said, no, I did the homework that was due last Last week. week. Okay. Shouldn't you have done both of them? You think. (laughs) And Stephanie shows Lauren her test or quiz or paper or whatever and says, see, I look at, look at the teacher's comments. It says, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. I don't know what Stephanie messed up. And then she says something about racing stripes. Oh. Maybe they were identifying different kinds of stripes. Maybe. I don't I have no idea. I don't understand this class at all. No. I <laughs> It's fake fitum 101 and you can participate if you feel like it. I guess. And again, we have another like full-on discussion with cameras circling around them. Yeah. While class is allegedly going on. Yeah. And Stephanie recalls that she and Heidi ran into Audrina at Vice and Lauren is surprised because she hadn't heard this yet. And Stephanie says, I think Heidi and Audrina are cool now. Yeah. I didn't get that impression. Nope. And she also said they talked for a long time. Nope. Not unless an hour of conversation ended up on the cutting room floor. This is where her she practice comes out. Yeah. She is manipulating things. Yeah, totally manipulating things. Yeah. Actually, that's some of the best stuff of season four to look forward to. I forgot about that. Yeah. The Doug Reinhardt, Stephanie stuff. Uh That's pretty good. That's good. All right, there we go. There's a light at the end of the tunnel for me. (laughs) So then we are at the villas, and Audrina walks in and asks Lauren what she's doing, and she says, making a shopping list. I'm assuming that means grocery list? Yeah. Okay. I call it a grocery list, but... I think the Hills police are coming to get you for uh, <laughs> bad-mouthing season three and four. Probably. And for blowing my nose on air. Sorry. Um, so, Lauren says, I have something to ask you. Were you talking to Heidi last night at Vice? She's going full-on Nancy Drew about it. Yeah. And Audrina says, yeah. <laughs> no, I think it was more like, yeah. Really? I thought she kind of owned it. No, I think it was very, I think she's, I mean, I don't think she shied away from it, but I think it was tentative. Well, because then when Lauren says her next comment, Audrina is not feeling it. 
Because Lauren says, just be careful. It wouldn't surprise me if Heidi wanted to be your friend just to piss me off. Yep. And Audrina looks at Lauren like she's got a head full of hot air. And she also said, I'm not interested in being friends with Heidi anymore. But I think Lauren thinks that the world is revolving around her in a way that Audrina does not agree with. Oh, no. My only note about this whole scene is Lauren is a cunt. Yeah. I mean, it was just the whole exchange was gross. It was basically like, well, you can be friends with her if you want. But you're, I mean, the undercurrent was, but you're going to suffer my wrath. Yeah. And I'm going to cut you out of everything. I mean, there was a lot of, like, subtext. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm like, Lauren, you need to get the fuck over yourself. Yeah. And also, it is not Audrina's fault <coughs> that she was sitting at a club and Heidi walked in and said hello to her. No. What's she supposed to do? Scream at her? No. No. Well, Lauren is being Spencer. Yeah. She is being Spencer. 100%. And then Lauren backhanded compliments Audrina and says, you're just so nice, I could see people taking advantage of you. Um, yes. And for that, I put nice person equals stupid. Because yeah. basically she was saying, like, you're too dumb to realize what she's trying to do. Exactly. Audrina, I think Audrina was hip to it and she was not, she did not appreciate Lauren's comments. And I think that's why she's okay with Heidi stopping by later. Spoiler alert. Yeah. And she says that, Lauren says that to Stephanie a lot too. You're so nice. You're a nice person. Yeah, that's her whole like. She's being really manipulative. Yeah. I don't like it. I'm glad that I'm noticing it, but I don't like it. Well, the only people who aren't being manipulative in the whole show are Heidi and Audrina. And Whitney, because she doesn't care. Well, Whitney, yeah. Yeah, but I agree. But Lauren, Stephanie, and Spencer. Yeah. I think Heidi legitimately misses having her friends, and she's trying... She's... The producers asked her if she wanted to get in touch with Audrina, and she was probably excited. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, she doesn't have any other girlfriends. Speaking of which, shouldn't Jen Bunny be rearing her ugly head sometime soon? We haven't seen her in a while. She's too busy getting a PhD somewhere. Yeah, I guess that's true. But we haven't seen her since Halloween. Do we ever see her again after that? She's at the wedding. Right. But that's a world away. I think she comes back again. I don't remember. I'd have to read that. I remember being very enamored with Jen Bunny. And so, like, there's no... Like, she has to be in the show more than this. I don't know. I'd have to read the episode descriptions coming up, and then I could tell you. But anyway, that's where the scene ends with Lauren Andrina. And I agree with Frank. Lauren was being a huge bitch. Such a bitch. Yeah. So then Lauren shows up at People's Revolution, because I failed to mention when they were at the gym, that Lauren said she was going to stop by and have lunch with Whitney. Yeah, Whitney was like, oh, I get a lunch break. Which I don't believe, because I'm sorry. Kelly Catrone probably doesn't even want them eating. No, and if you're working until (laughs) 11 o'clock at night, like, no, you don't get an hour lunch. There's no, not even half an hour, so you eat at your desk. Also, if I had the choice between taking a lunch break or getting home at 10 versus 11 from work, I would get home at 10. Yeah. I'd eat on my feet. Yeah, it was unbelievable. (laughs) And actually, this is where we're proved that it's unbelievable because there's no lunch to be had. Yeah, they don't even leave the office. No. Ugh. So anyway, Lauren walks into People's Revolution and she looks real cute. She's wearing all black, which I thought was interesting because I'm wondering if we see her next week working a fashion show with People's Revolution, right? Yes. I should write down what she's wearing just to double check. If anything's out of order. She's wearing all black with a brightly colored, you know, like white and pink and some other colored scarf. And this is the first time, you guys, and I did get real excited about it. Lauren has braided her bangs. And I can attest to the fact that she got real excited about it. 
I really like it. I think it looks cute <laughs> on her. And she did really pave the way for that style of the really flat ironed hair with the braided bang. Cause she hated those bangs. Yeah. They were never working for her. She hates them and you can tell, but she looks really cute. And so she walks in and she's looks like she's waiting for Whitney to go to lunch for a minute. She sits down in that leather chair and then Whitney's, Jessica explains to Whitney how to organize a rack of clothes and says it's by designer. No shit. And whatever. And then Whitney is, I guess, not ready to go to lunch yet, or there is no lunch, like we just said, and says, hey, Lauren, want to help me? And they get up and just start doing work together. Well, and earlier on, um, Whitney also, she's really stepping up her ink game because she said doink. Yep. Which is a new one. I've never heard her say doink before. Yeah. She had a, a um, like a half an ink at the gym, and I don't remember what it was. But anyway, so Lauren just starts calling out the like make and model of these clothes while Whitney types them in to a computer. And I have so many problems with this on so many levels. Okay. Like, first of all... Who goes to visit their friend at work for lunch and then doesn't get lunch, but then works for free. (laughs) And then also what work, especially people's revolution, where I'm sure it's kind of a little secretive as to like what clothes or with what collections, things like that are going to let some rando stranger go through their collection and help someone enter them into the computer. I don't know. No one. No. and And I did like when the owner, other owner, not Kelly, but the other woman, Emily came came over and kind of was like, what's going on over here? And I expected her to say, like, this is not kosher. You can't just have your friends come here and work for free. Um, But then she offers her a job. Of course. Shocking. Who saw that coming? Not me. And I wonder, are we ever going to go back to the closet? Or is this it? I don't remember. Well, she's going to have to quit. Does she, though? We don't get a, a scene with her and Lisa Love? What? I don't remember. I don't remember either. It didn't look like it from scenes from the next. Well, because she's just helping. She's not officially hired. She's helping with New York, with LA Fashion Week. And then they offer her a job. So Lauren's going in a couple months later saying the same things that Whitney said and going to the same company that Whitney's going to. I think. I don't remember, but I'll be surprised if that happens. I'll be be upset if they rob us of a Lisa Love moment. Like if, because I, well, I know Lisa's not going to be as nice as she was to Whitney. No, but I, my prediction is that we don't get it. Okay. But I don't, I don't remember. I'm hoping we do. I'm, that would be nice. It would make much more sense, but yeah. I think Lauren is done filming things she doesn't want to film anymore. That's what that face actually means. <laughs> like, <laughs> that sad staring at Whitney's desk face was producers, I'm not coming here again. <laughs> there you go. There's my other prediction. So... Then we are back at the villas and we get a close-up shot of their cat. Their cat looks evil. It does, yeah. I mean, it, I'm not a cat fan anyway, but Me either, but mean. this cat looks mean. Yeah. Ugh. Probably because so, they dress it in sweaters. So Heidi walks through the door and looks amazing. Gorgeous. She looks so pretty in this whole episode. I don't remember what she was wearing because I was too excited that she looked really pretty, but she looks great. And Audrina walks her over to the dining room table and shows her the rest of her stuff. And we get a look at this stuff. It was an ugly mirror with yeah. a really thick frame on it. Uh-huh. 
a box, a decorative box with sailboats on it. Yep. Of, I'm going to call it the X-Files. Old pictures, love notes, tokens of yesteryear. I just put the um, Jordan and Elsie box. Yeah. And what was the other one? The picture the that her mom's yes. friend had painted. And that's the only thing that I would think would she would really need to get back. Right. And if it were that important to Heidi, at some point in the past year, she couldn't even email Lauren to get it. Or in the episode Forgive and Forget... Why didn't she say, by the way, do you still have that painting that used to be in my room? Yeah. She's been back to the apartment before. That's why this scene really pissed me off. Because Heidi can't stop talking about how weird it feels to be back and how different it looks in there. You've seen it. I know. I don't get it. I really don't get it. And so then they, she sits down for a minute and talks to Audrina. And one of the first things she says is, so it's weird that Lauren and Stephanie are friends. Agreed. Don't try and be lobbying Audrina to be her friend. Because <laughs> we already know, according to Lauren, Audrina's too stupid and she'll fall for it. <laughs> and Audrina just says, yeah, it's, it's a little weird. She won't, she'll indulge it a little and she'll agree a little, but she won't, she's not diving in. No. And Heidi is actually quick about it. Then she stands up and says, okay, I'm going to go. Thanks for my stuff. If you ever want to hang out, give me a call. Well, my only note about this was that Heidi looks beautiful and Audrina looks like she's going to throw up. (laughs) Why'd she look like she's going to throw up? I just think the tension. I think she literally, you know, she was like, get her out of here. Like, I don't want, what if Lauren Oh yeah, She looked nervous. This this conversation is making me uncomfortable. Like, she just looked really like nervous and nauseous. Yeah. I think, again, it was something that was orchestrated that she wasn't in on. Yeah. You know, I, for all we know, Audrina got home in that box and those other things were sitting out and they said, oh, by the way, Heidi's stopping by. Yeah. And you have to be here. So then Lauren gets home to the villas later and says, what were you doing? And Audrina says, cleaning. No kidding, because we know Lauren doesn't. And... Audrina says, there's something I have to tell you. <laughs> she spits it right out. <laughs> she does look nervous. You're right. And says, Heidi came over. And Lauren looks horrified. Yeah. She's ready to... And pissed. She wants to light the whole crew on fire. And says, did she... She came in here? Did she sit down? And Audrina's very honest and says, she sat down for a minute. And she says, why was she coming in here? Why didn't she just grab her stuff and leave? And Audrina just looks at her like, I don't know. (laughs) I can't give you the answers you're looking for. I have no idea. And Lauren is acting like a Spencer for sure. Yeah. I mean, again, I wrote Elsie is a bitch. Like she was being a bitch about it. She was being mean to Audrina about it. She was freaking out over nothing. Although in this instance, I don't understand why Audrina didn't stand up for herself more and say like, look, she wanted to get her stuff. She came over, got her stuff. She was here for less than five minutes. It's yeah. not a big deal. Right. Like, you're blowing this out of proportion. Like, I don't understand why that conversation didn't I know. happen either. Yeah. Because Audrina leaves it so open-ended that she's almost implying that they're becoming buddy-buddy. She doesn't, like, I agree. stop it in its tracks. Or, at the very least, she could have said, what was I supposed to do? She called me and wanted her stuff, and we have it still. Yeah. You know? She's, you're right, she's not at all defensive of the situation, and she could have been. Because I think her reaction of going, oh, 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 makes her look guilty when she's not guilty. 
Yeah. And again, she's not guilty of anything anyway because she can be friends with whoever she wants. And yeah. Lauren is being a controlling, censor crazy bitch about this whole thing. Yep. Pretty much. And that's the final scene. Yeah, that's it. I know. I'm so sorry, guys. I feel like I keep saying the same things over and over again, but <laughs> I just hope you'll understand my disappointment. <laughs> um, well, next week we get all kinds of good, fun stuff. Uh, we get LA Fashion Week. We get a lot more Kelly Catrone. We get what looks like the breakup of Heidi and Spencer, if the previews are to be believed. Oh, yeah. And the most exciting thing, we get the return of Heidi's gold jacket. Oh, yeah. It is it's pretty awesome. It is pretty awesome. So something to look forward to. There you go. Um, all right, guys. Well, thank you so much. And we will see you all next week. Until next time. <sighs> and that's our episode. And you can find the podcast on social media, Instagram and Twitter at Frankly B. And if you have any comments or questions, you can email us at franklymareb at gmail.com. You can find me personally on Instagram and Twitter at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hey It's Mayor B. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. We'd love it if you could go to iTunes and give us a star rating and review and please subscribe. Until next time. <laughs>